1: We're getting you ready for the game on The Build Up with
0: news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey.
2: Yeah, my first year in New York, we had sat out a few guys, so you know, that was a little awkward feeling. And the next year, we had just traded Brady Shea uh, that day, and we were pretty much done. So that was a little bit of a shock to our guys. We were you know, making a playoff push and ended up trading one of our top four Ds, so I think it kind of... Sent a message to everybody that as much as we'd like to make the playoffs, we're still in a rebuild in New York. And then the last year we didn't do anything, and we were kind of in the last year of our of our rebuild. So, um, you know, this is a little bit different. You know, guys, I'm sure there's some guys wondering what's going to happen, and I'm wondering what's going to happen too. I, you know, it's, it, you never know. In the way things have gone this year, I think there's going to be some. More deals that might shock some people. I'm not saying from our end of it. I'm just saying in general throughout the league, the way the league has gone this year. So sit tight. Who knows what's going to happen?
1: Yeah, what's going on, everyone? We have seen a lot going on in the last couple of days. Obviously, the trade of Timo Meyer, and now we've got the trade of Michael Acimont. So we're going to see where things go. I'm not, because this is taped beforehand, I'm not going to talk about what is and or is not happening too much just because um, it'll be dated potentially by the time it gets to you. I have no idea what is going to happen, but I think what we are seeing is that Mike Greer is taking advantage of this window and trying to do everything he can that allows the Sharks to be in a better position going. Forward Now we can spend hours trying to define what quote-unquote better is, um, but it's obviously not being a team that's languishing in the bottom of the Pacific Division or towards the bottom of the Pacific Division and towards the bottom of the Western Conference. I don't think any of us really thought that this year was going to be quite like this, but at the same time... Um, knowing how strong this draft class is, I think that's something that we are all going to be paying attention to and hoping that the Sharks get as good of a prospect as possible when all is said and done in the draft. Now, I am, you know, pointing out to Connor Bedard fans and everybody else like, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. Sharks could end up with the best record or best, worst record and still not end up with the best draft pick. That's a potential outcome. If you missed my interview with Craig Button that was on Morning Tide last time, I am going to play it again for you here because it really, really was good. I've gotten, you know, a lot of positive feedback from that one. I know that some of you may have missed it. Some of you, you know, you might only have time to listen to the, you know, the build up on the pregame. You might not have the ability to listen to the morning tide always. So I'm going to put it in here for you as well as it's one that I think is uh, most definitely worth listening to. But, I mean, it is wild what is going on in the NHL this year at the deadline. This is one of the more active ones that I can remember. The big one, Jonathan Quick going to Vegas, or at least that's where it stands right now. I don't think I've seen the official tweet, uh, but that's what it looks like is happening. And uh, as I talked to a Kings fan earlier this morning, he said, that makes my heart hurt. And I said, yeah, I would understand why. Um, You know, obviously Jonathan Quick was on the Kings for so many of those championship years and, you know, when they were elite going up against the Sharks and even though I didn't like him when he was playing for the Kings, um, you know, his representation for the United States at the international level um, and just you respect his game overall. It was, you know, it was a huge reason of why those Kings teams were able to win Stanley Cups and, you know, the the respect to have for Quick. Is through the roof. And uh, I don't like seeing him going from one Sharks rival to another in Vegas. So this will be one to pay attention to. But again, uh, the point is things are changing. um, And, you know, I, like I said, I don't want to speculate too much about what is happening or what is not happening or what is going down just because it could be potentially dated by the time we get to tonight's game. And um, that is. That is part of the reality in the NHL, and these guys know it. I know that I saw Sheng Peng post earlier today on NBC Sports California or the website, NBC Sports Bay Area.com, that um, you know, James Reimer and Nick Bonino do acknowledge that, you know, they do enjoy their time in San Jose. I think the quote from Bonino was I've made it clear with Mike and Quinny, I really enjoy it here. I love playing here. That's what Bonino told San Jose Hockey Hockey Now. He went on to say, I love playing here. And according to San Jose Hockey Now, Reimer echoed that that same message. So, you know, you pay attention to that for whatever it's worth. I know that I do. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on. The trade deadline is, at the time of this recording, about uh, 23 hours and 45 minutes away. So, again, a lot could happen between then and now. And it's exciting. You know, I got to admit, it is exciting. I think we're all just waiting to see what happens next. And, um, you know, hope that it leads the Sharks to a future where they are competitive sooner rather than later. But uh, game going on with St. Louis uh, coming up in a few hours. That'll be a fun one. Obviously, we don't know what the lineup's going to be either. And uh, it makes it all that much more fun. But I did want to play this interview uh, from Craig Button for you. We just kind of talked about what was going on with the Sharks, uh, Mike Greer, the Timo trade, and everything that's been going on. Again, I really think you'll enjoy this. And uh, here you go. All right. We now have joining us on the Sharks audio network. It is Craig button
0: with TSN. Craig, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Hope the same for you, Ted, uh, in San Jose on this Tuesday, February 28th, uh, broadcasting the Montreal Canadiens uh, game in, in San Jose. So, you know, you got two teams that, uh, you know, we're looking ahead to the draft, and obviously they're in uh they're in uh, rebuilding mode. Certainly, mm-hmm. so it'll make for an interesting game, some new faces and new places. And you know, uh, everybody wants to make a good first impression, right? So I think you'll you'll see that from a few of the Sharks players, and uh certainly uh, Dennis Gurionov, who comes over from the Stars, will want to do the same for the uh, Montreal Canadiens.
1: Well, you used the R word there, rebuild. Mike Greer was. I won't say hesitant, but he almost argued that it was a matter of semantics. Do you think what the sharks are going through right now classifies as a rebuild?
0: Well, when you have uh, when you have Logan Couture and you have Thomas Hurdle and and you 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 look at Eric Carlson and 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 player, I mean these are long term contracts and long time long time. Uh, San Jose Sharks so it, unless you're going to start moving those players out right like I mean unless you are start moving those players out well then to me semantics we can do the semantics game all we want you you're not building you're rebuilding around them right like I mean you're not taking that you're not taking the, the the building to the ground you know, the, I mean, the easiest thing to do is just take a wrecking ball and blow it all up, right? Yeah. But, you know, obviously the Sharks need some renovations, and that's why, you know, we can all debate whether it's a rebuild. I mean, they're trying to rebuild. But if if, if it wasn't a rebuild, it would be what Chicago is, who did burn down the house. They yeah. did burn down the house. That's, that's a build. That's tearing it down. I don't think the Sharks are doing that. I think they're trying to rebuild and rebuild around some core players that have been really good players for this team for a long time. So then, let me play devil's advocate. Then why
1: not keep the twenty-six-year-old Timo Meyer going forward? Now, I'm not. I'm not trying to undermine my GM. I'm just saying that that's the question. If you're if you're trying to build around those pieces, why not keep the
0: twenty-six-year-old power forward? Yeah. What what I would suggest is is that you know starting to look ahead, I, I have to think that Timo Meyer was with a ten million dollar qualifying offer was probably not looking to stay in in, in San Jose. Like, that, like, you know, or, or uh, maybe, maybe let me reposition that. W- was not giving strong indications that he was ready to sign in San Jose long-term, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, that's something that Mike Greer and the management staff have to deal with. They, they know that better than me. You know, so now you start to look at, okay, what's the market for a young Timo Meyer, right? And and I, I think they got a, a like, I mean, uh, Shakir Mukhamadulin could play in the NHL right now, in my yeah. view, right now, right this second. Okay, he's a unique defenseman, you don't find these these types of defensemen very often. He's big, he's strong, he's territorial, he's got good offensive abilities. You know, I I, I don't know where you find I mean, I watched Brent Burns for a long time, kind of develop and, and evolve. Like, mm-hmm. Brett Burns wasn't as developed at this stage as, as Shakir Muka wow. Now, I'm not say, say, saying that Shakir is going to be as good as Brett Burns, but Brett was unique in his own way. I think Shakir. So where, where do you, when an opportunity comes along, you get a first-round draft pick, you get Shakir Muka Madula, and, you know, Zetterlin's going to come in and he's going to help down like the. down. I like Yeah, I do too. And but, but, you know, so now you look at opportunities – and, and and only Mike knows what the conversations were with Claude Lemieux on, on a contract extension. But, you, you know, sometimes you have to deal with reality and and you want to get to a place where, you know, you have teams, you want to get to a place where the opportunity is lesser. You got mm-hmm. lots of teams chasing Timo Meyer, and certainly rightfully so. And Mike Greer goes, well, this is a real good opportunity to to strike while the irons are hot. I think Mike would be the first person to tell you that he has a lot of time for Timo and as anybody does, but I, I think it's just about a, a, a different path right now for the San Jose Sharks. And yeah, would, would they be better with Timo? Yeah, they would be, but I, 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 there's also a reality that kicks in as well. Yeah. And you know, the timeline and
1: it's the whole thing that Greer alluded to is, you know, we've got Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer having elite seasons And we don't want to keep spinning the wheels. It's not like the Sharks are challenging for a playoff spot right right now. Quite the contrary. They're playing hard, but you know, the standings don't lie is what I always go to when all is said and done. Let me ask you about the trade now in and of itself, because I know that your take was that New Jersey won, of which I will, I don't take umbrage with that, but I will point to your specific language that said the Sharks didn't lose. You weren't one of those people playing that, you know, easy, hot take rile up a fan base. But it's it's the kind of thing where I looked at. It, it's like the sharks weren't supposed to win this trade. Like this is not to make them better today. It's to make them better years from now and hopefully build to that contending space. Is that a fair take for me to have, or is it?
0: Am I being naive and and hopeful, or you know, wishful thinking? No, no, no. It's not wishful thinking at all, Ted. I mean, I think it's very accurate. And you know, again, like we talk about when so. I don't think I, I don't think anybody could look at this trade and not say it's a win for the uh, for the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. But that, as you pointed out, I also talked about the San Jose Sharks. They were in a very different place. So what they were trying to accomplish is a win for themselves. This isn't this isn't MMA. Where you're trying to take somebody to the mat and 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 make we'll the submit. We'll say that for me and you later tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you're going to win because I'm not stepping into the ring, I, I know my <laughs> limitations, but what I would say to that is, so so it's a different win for the for the for the San Jose Sharks because they're in a different place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, you're you're right. I could probably frame it a little bit better, but you know what what, what amazes me is is the number of people, and I read it and things, and I got asked questions about who have no idea. Who Shakir Mukhamadulin is, right? Like they have, no, and they want to critique the trade without even knowing the player. Uh, when I like, he's a, in my view, clear-cut top three defenseman. Has the potential to be a top pair defenseman. I just talked about where he stands, right? That's a massive win. For, for the San Jose Sharks for where they're at. And, and I don't want to diminish what they did in, by, by talking about the New Jersey Devils. The New Jersey Devils are about here and now and trying mm-hmm. to make a real serious push. And that's that's where I said a big win for, for the New Jersey Devils. But yeah. no way is, this, is, is the trade for the San Jose Sharks insignificant or not a win for what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah, and again, I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, no, people- that's good. No, it's good. But because one of the things with language is language language instructs and so you know it's always important as you know i'm not telling you anything you don't know you know trying to use language better to 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 paint uh, a really balanced uh, picture that gives proper context that's always good so it it helps me as well well the thing that's hard about this though is that and you know
1: social media feeds into this as well and we've got a million different you know podcasts and you know tv shows and everything going into it people want not necessarily instant gratification, but like an instant take on an instant. Like, and the thing is with a move like this, it can't be instant. So let me, I mean, you know that as well as I do, because this is a move towards the future. When you look at what the Sharks have in a Bordelow and an Eklund at the AHL level, and you look at some of the players they're bringing in and then a guy like Nico Sturm. I mean, do you, th- do you think we have a clear picture of what the core will be for the Sharks moving forward? Or do you think it's too early to try and paint that because Mike Greer is still trying to position this is under his
0: vision. I would say all of the above, you, you know, M- Mike has a very, I, I think a very clear view of, of how he wants to see a team constructed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was part of good teams. He he's gone through the process, you know, as recently as the New York Rangers, you know, yeah. working alongside Chris Drury. So, so I think that Mike has a very clear a clear idea of how he wants a team to look, and th- th- there's not just one cookie cutter template. Ted for how a, how a good team looks, it can look in many different ways. I think Mike knows what he's looking for. So when you ask me about core players, I mean, I mean. William Eklund was a top pick. Thomas Bordalo, to me, is is an NHL player. He screams NHL player, long time, forever. You know, they just make a trade for Henry Thrun. You know, Henry Thrun comes over from the Anaheim Ducks. You know, they have a they have just a wealth of defensemen, and they drafted I think the first three three of their first four picks last year were defensemen. So you start to look. Okay, we don't have room at the end for for Henry. Like I think this is a pretty pretty good move. He, he's an older player that's been a real. Really good, solid player at Harvard University. He's got, a, he's got a really good chance to be a really solid player. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that, you know, Meryl Ferraro, who's, uh, you know, had a star cross season this year, he's still a big part of this of, of this mm-hmm. team, right? Like, you know, not just Carlson, right? And so you start to talk about some of these younger players. You talk about Sh- Shakir Muka right? So, y- y- you know, now you're starting to build. Now you're starting to build. You, you have more picks. You know, you're going to have a high pick. You're going to have another First round draft pick, and 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 now turning that in, like we don't want to snap our fingers and have it happen sooner rather than later. It's not going to happen. Like, but Thomas Borlo and Willie Macklin were drafted a few years ago, right? Like you know, and so that now you can you, you can space it out and you can add a Shakir Mukhamadulin, who, like I said, I feel he could play in the NHL right today. You know, you start to you start to position your team to, uh, for for better success, greater success with. The players I just mentioned, the the players that are on long term contracts that have been here for a number and and have performed really, really well for the Sharks for a long time. Let me ask you about the upcoming draft class, because
1: I know that everybody talks about Connor Bedard for obvious reasons. It's eye popping. However, in your opinion, how good is he right now? And then how much of a drop off is there after him? Because listen, if the Sharks get the number one overall pick, that's great. Even if they end up with the worst record in the league, there's no guarantee. So I feel like you you shouldn't be focusing as a fan all your opinions on one player beyond him. I mean, how does it look? Because I know everyone says very, very strong, but that's a very nebulous term. I mean, we all feel all prospects are very, very strong at this point.
0: Yeah and, and and that's a good point. Listen, Connor Bedard stands alone. Like I mean there's a separation there. It's a it's a separation like I mean as good as Jack Eichel was, there was a separation between uh, between Connor McDavid and mm-hmm. and and uh, and uh, Jack Eichel. And and the separation you know with Connor Bedard and everybody else is significant. And so like but it's not just about one player. This is like we, we like, he's he's a franchise defining player. After that, and I'll be very clear on how I define strength. After that, the, the like you know you have Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson. I clearly see his number one centers in the National Hockey League. Big, strong number one centers. You have you have uh, who's who's a very interesting player, but certainly um, projects as a as a top offensive uh, winger. So when you start to look, and and I just use those first four players, but after that, there is how I define a depth in a draft is the quality of player, not just players that could play. I think there's a lot of first and second line offensive players available in this draft. I think there's a lot of top three defensemen, maybe not a clear cut number one, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody could emerge in time, but defensemen to me clearly look like they can play top pair minutes or certainly be a number three defenseman on a second pair, you know? So when I look at that and I see that going deeper, deeper down into the draft deep, like I'm talking, when I say deep, I'm talking 16, 20 picks. That to me is quality. That's strength. It's not just about, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. If you can get players that can play in the top two lines and add offense, if you can get defensemen or the top three defensemen, I think that that's a, a pretty good indication of a strength of a draft. And are they all going to turn up? No, be, we know that just from history. But I think going into this draft, That's an opportunity. And there's different types. There's a winger like Colby Barlow, who's big and strong, a powerful and scores gold. Edward Shala, who I think, you know, I think teams, I've had a number of talks with different uh, uh, people from organizations about Edward Shala. I said, be careful. I said, what you don't want to do is make the same mistake that people made on David Pasternak. David Pasternak was playing in a league, ended up with a back, you know, maybe, and, and now we're talking about one of the NHL's superstars. You better be careful with Edward Shallow. I'm just mentioning two players that I think, Zach Benson, who plays in Winnipeg, he's an unbelievable Patrick Kane-type player. You know, So you start to look at uh, the opportunity to add real high-end quality players. <laughs> Those are just three that I named that are not named Bedard, Fentilli, Meech, or Carlson. <laughs> Greg, man, love it. I know you got stuff to do. Keep
1: up the fantastic work, man. Love watching you do your thing, and I'll bug you again for an interview soon. All right, man?
0: Anytime, Ted. Always glad to join you.
1: Yeah, fantastic stuff with Craig there, and uh, I really just appreciate all the different things he was willing to talk about and go in-depth about. And uh, if you're not following him on Twitter and checking him out on TSN, I highly recommend that you do because he is uh, a fascinating figure, obviously, in his time previously as an executive in this league and a good broadcaster. So I I enjoyed talking to him very, very much. Uh, Be sure to stay with us. We've got pregame coverage live starting at... 7 o'clock with Dan Rusinowski and Brett Hedekin. The game broadcast starts at 7.30 as the Sharks play host to St. Louis. And, um, yeah, guys, I mean, we'll just see what happens between now and then as the NHL trade deadline this year, it is a wild one. I will see you all tomorrow morning on Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.